All right. Should we get it rocking here? Let's do it, sir. All right, guys. Welcome to the podcast. We have a special guest of safety. Are you a special guest of safety? Pretty safe. How about preparedness? Maybe that's a better word. You know, I like to say I like to get all the way out there and then get home at night. Yeah. That's my goal. So That's a dang good goal. This is Christian Schaff. Yes. And uh, Uncharted Supply. One of my favorite things about this. Hashtag don't die. Don't die. I love that, man. I think I'm I'm thinking about changing the company name just to don't die because (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what people remember. Yeah. Well, I just, I love it. I think it's hilarious. So uh, Christian and I have worked together for a a few years um, with Total Archery Challenge and Uncharted. And uh, you're based out of Utah. Park City, Utah. Um, Why don't you give us a little background? Sure. So uh, my background, I grew up on a farm in Wisconsin. Mm Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I wasn't a huge hunter growing up because I just, you know, in high school, didn't have iPhones. November's cold. I just didn't like sitting in stands all day. Yeah. But once I got into Western hunting, it kind of, I always tell people, like, you have this caveman DNA. And once you, like, let it out, it's hard to turn off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, a tangent. Grew up on a farm in Wisconsin. Um, I, a couple interesting things that I've done. I, I um, was a musician for like 10 years, so nice. played, played all over the world. What was, did you play? Uh, I sang and played guitar. So nice. we, I, I had, um, you know, we did stuff with Prince. We shared a practice space with Soul Asylum. We toured around with, you know. What was the name of your band? The band's name was Catchpenny. Catchpenny. Yeah. I've heard of Catchpenny, actually. Really? Yeah. Huh. So that's rad. Wow, all right. So were you the lead singer? My uh, my brother and I were in the band, and we kind of had this, like, cool harmony, you know, genetic thing. So I was most of the time. He was, you know, the other part of the time. And So just two of you? Uh, it was five of us. Gotcha. Okay. But, yeah, so that's interesting because it actually, as I was getting tired of playing in the band, we got asked to go play for the troops overseas, <clears throat> and that led to 39 tours through Iraq for myself. Two to three weeks each. Um, I banded 150 shows. We were named Armed Forces Entertainers of the Year. But what I'm most proud of is we figured out how to get bands into joint security stations and FOBs where they weren't getting entertainment. There was like 300 bases that weren't getting entertainment. Oh, wow. So we um, figured out how to hot rod some speaker systems that fit into a Blackhawk, which allowed us to drop into these bases. So our band did as much as we could, but I'd also take over the Pussycat Dolls and the wow. Spin Doctors and Hoobastank. That's awesome. And I'd lead those guys, you know, around um, around Iraq and, and surrounding countries for two or three weeks at a time. We did some BMX stuff. We did some comedians. Um, so everybody always thinks I have this military background, and uh, I always say I was... I was a rodeo clown, not a cowboy. Yeah, you, know? you were. Uh, you were. You, your military background was entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. So, yeah, um, did that. You know, I uh, um, I've done I've done some work for some big brands, but I took a job in California, and uh, didn't really like it. Was trying to figure out what was next. You know, having a farm background and hunting and doing that much stuff in Iraq. Uh, Southern California just felt very delicate to me. Everybody was Wasn't waiting for job, somebody huh? else to fix everything. You know, fog would, would delay. It just, it got to a point where I was like, man, how do people overcome something big happening? And that's yeah. what led to Uncharted is like, how do we create something that will help the normal person without a ton of training when, when the shit hits a fan? And so yeah. that's, um, that's where, that's how it started. Uh, you know, we're here cause I just. I love hunting, so I always think about hunting when we build our products. We have a lot of products that are applicable to this mm-hmm. audience, and yeah, just 
It's awesome to be here. Before I go any further, I want to tell you, man, like I'm so proud of you and like it's so fun to watch this every year just get bigger and bigger and bigger and it is um, it has been uh it has been fun. But it, I'm glad you're on board. I like it. Well, Your products are awesome. We we actually grabbed a couple. Yeah. Um cuz your emergency preparedness really in the end Uncharted's all about being prepared for what could happen. Yeah, we started with like large scale disaster like survival kits and mm -hmm. we still do that but i also say prepared adventure is kind of our other yeah, thing yeah. so like i said earlier get all the way out there and all the way home like whatever well, you're doing you know let's touch base on uh, the first thing you said like the the more like disaster type like your 72 hour kits mm -hmm. things like that um <clears throat> super important to have not just like you know it what if your things shut down for whatever reason and uh your power's down and you can't cook the food you normally have and you, you know, you'll hit that 72-hour kit for more than just a massive earthquake. Totally right? true. Uh, and one then of my you just refill what you'd used over those few days while you had to hunker down. Yeah, one of my buddies calls it his go-to bag, not his go-bag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's using the duct tape. He's using the, the beanie or the yeah. gloves. Um, there's just so much in there. It doesn't have to be an earthquake. It can yeah. be a flat tire. Or it can be you forgot sunscreen. It it's could be you ran out of gas and you're waiting for somebody to show up the next day. It totally. could be a lot of things, totally. right? Totally, totally. So we try to just have a really logical, applicable stuff that works for smaller, big situations. Well, on that 72-hour kit, um, comes in a backpack that you've got set mm -hmm. up, and uh, it's not terribly heavy, super easy bug-out bag if you wanted it to be. Yep. Um, I, I like that system. I'm a fan. Thank you. You can get those in a lot of places, right? So a lot of people sell that type of deal, but um, I like yours. I appreciate it. I mean, we worked hard at it, and I worked with a lot of guys that, you know, have done this their whole lives. And I, yeah. I think one of the things is everybody will buy the pieces. Yeah. What we've tried to do is organize it uh, so in the time of need, if you are panicking and you're not used to a situation like that, we've got organization. We've got color-coded instructions. You can literally go, oh, first aid, the pouch is red, yeah. and here's the red instructions, and I have a broken bone, and here's the first five things I need to do. Awesome. So we have all that stuff laid out. So if you've never been here before, it's like having an expert over your shoulder guiding yeah. you through. And that's really as important as the gear is knowing what yeah. to do with it. Well, I always say this. I grew up during the G.I. Joe times, and G.I. Joe always said knowing was half, half the battle. battle yeah, man, yeah there that. you go. You're from that time. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, go ahead and look up G.I. Joe knowing half the battle. You'll know. It was like the intro to the cartoon, right? I think it wasn't at the end. It was it like, the, it was like the a end. life lesson at the end. Yeah, right? it might have been. But it, all we're saying here is G.I. Joe wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Like, knowing, he was was, right. knowing is half the battle. Yeah. So a couple things. So we talked about 72-hour a little bit. I, I think that's a pack everybody should have. I think it's worth having. Yeah. They're not terribly expensive. But it is nice to know, hey, if I have to leave in 30 seconds or if I'm going on a road trip, I throw this bag in there. So I just have it all organized, tight fit. And if you don't need it, great. You just put it away. But so, if you do need it, you got it. Yeah, and mine lives in my truck because if I'm home, it's there. If I'm at work, it's there. If I'm at gym, if, you know, it, it's always about having the best cameras are one in your hand. It's the same thing right. with that gear. And a lot of guys here go, well, I, I got a multi-tool. I've got a flashlight. And, mm -hmm. and I do too. But if I'm switching between my ski touring gear and my exactly. hunting gear and my fly fishing gear, I probably don't have everything ready to go, totally organized together. And I kind of like to treat that as a break glass in case of emergency type yeah. of thing that just yep. lives there. Yep. And it's always there. You're just Correct. like, I only use that if it's in this bag. I'm not going to do it again. I think right. that's smart. Um, another thing. So on tour here uh, with Total Archery Challenge, one of the things we use a ton of is the Zeus. Yeah. 
which is yeah, one of those jumper guy. cable chargers. It's one we, of our best-selling products. Yeah, we've got, right got there. it right here. So this thing, even here, in, we're in Seven Springs, Pennsylvania right now, you guys, just finishing up that event. And we've used this three times for uh, people whose uh, car died. Yep. And I used it last week in Vermont for the exact same thing. They're Some really tough. Dead. So They're that, awesome. It'll jump up to an eight-liter diesel. Like, you know, I, I gave them to my dad and mom. They've got a farm with a bunch of semis. And, you know, they started their Peterbilt semis in yeah, January in Wisconsin with that thing. So super tough. You get multiple jumps out of it. You know, if, if, if you leave your, your truck at a trailhead, you go hunting for five days, you came back, and you left your dome light on, there's no yes. cell service, that can be a real pain in the butt. But yep. with that, it's like literally 20 seconds, and you're back on the road. Maybe Takes you got no room, too. I love it. Yeah, super small. Like, you know, there's eight shock protections in there, so you can't do it wrong. It just, you plug it in, it knows it, it, it powers your battery to start the car, and you're on your way. So, again, just How just long will it hold a charge? Like, if I get this charged, yep. and I leave it in my truck, and I'm not using it, how often should I go in and uh, throw this thing back on the charger and make sure she's good to go? So the answer is it depends, right? Okay. If, if that thing was sitting in 20 below zero for weeks on end, it's going to sap the battery like any battery out there. Okay. Mine lives in my truck. After six or seven months, there's still three out of the four lights on the battery measuring that will be lit up. So it comes with a cigarette lighter charger. If I just go on a long two, three, four-hour car drive, I plug it in, top it off, and I just okay. don't think about it. But it, it six months, a year, not not outside the realm of reality in any way. Yeah. So once or twice a year, better charge it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you'll be bad. using it. Yeah. We've I, used ours a ton. That's why I say that. Each one of our trucks here at Total Archery Challenge has the the Zeus. You have a di you have a smaller battery pack. We do. We have a smaller one. It's called the Athena, and, and that one uh, will do up to a six liter diesel. What where that has an advantage is as USB C. So if you've got a smaller vehicle, but maybe you travel a lot and you want to, like, power your laptop, your MacBook mm -hmm. Pro, it'll it'll provide power for that as well. The so Athena's A little one. smaller. Yeah, a little smaller version of that. Yeah, this one just has the USB. USB, yeah. And uh, we've got a new one coming out uh, the end of the year that has an air compressor built in that'll do 150 PSI as well, which really? is pretty cool. And does it weigh a lot more? It's maybe 30% bigger. Not that's a ton it. bigger. Wow, that's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're great little devices. Um, and one of the things people don't realize is with modern vehicles, you're getting more battery problems because you have all that infotainment. You've got those start-stop engines. So people are pulling up to stoplights. There's more traffic. Their engine turns off. They're sucking juice. And What then, about if you have an EV vehicle? It doesn't work. doesn't <laughs> work. Hose. Yeah, I, I, I haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> I don't think anybody has. No, no. Well, I, I think that system's cool. What I, again, what I like about your about Uncharted is first i like your dog but we'll talk about that in a minute all right but the it's all about just being prepared so it's the stuff you don't really think about until it's time and I, that's what i like about it and that's why i like you guys being here because this is our crowd uh is the crowd that is going to get into trouble like that they're getting after it mm -hmm. yeah they're and getting after it yep i i always say it's like when you need it it's too late to go get it yeah <laughs> you know you got to think ahead like humans yep. are we're very uh, comfortable in our society. There's a lot of people out there that are going to take care of you, but when you're doing stuff like like hunting and bow hunting, <clears throat> there's nobody around. You got to be self-sufficient. You have to hiking, be... traveling. Yeah. What? Uh, how long have you been doing this? How long has Uncharted been? Uh, like six years. Six years. Yeah. Awesome. So, what other things? Because I I look at our system. I just have a a Yeti Go Box, right? Mm -hmm. That that thirty, and it's got 
this in it. It's got one of your first aid kits. Which yep. first aid kit did we end up going with? I can't remember. Uh, we call it the first aid plus, and that's a bunch of first aid plus um, a flashlight, a multi-tool duct tape, antibacterial wipes, um, zip tie. Like, it's got a bunch of tools in there. We did a bunch yeah. of research. What we found was a lot of times gear breaks before there's an injury. Like, you know, your shoelace breaks, and then you roll your ankle, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So the idea was if we can include some, some tools that can fix those things, <clears throat> excuse me, before it gets to an injury, that's the right answer. So right. it's a bit comprehensive that way. Well, it, uh, we have the First Aid Plus. You guys will notice it if you haven't already. We've got those out on all the courses Yeah. Um, at the water station. Did you shoot a course that you ran into it or no? All of them. Yeah, they're yeah. out there. And, and honestly, I needed to talk to you because they were pretty picked over. So Yeah, so we, uh, we overloaded it with Band-Aids. You did? Overloaded it because that's like one of the number one requests is people, you know, they whatever. Right cut their finger in whatever way so um wasn't there a guy uh yesterday that uh frank told me they used the, the mylar blanket on him because yeah. he had kind of yeah. misdiagnosed what was wrong with himself and was freezing and they had, yeah. to, they had to get him warmed was, up yeah they had to he was laying in the river trying to cool down he was having a, a medical issue yeah um when uh and so they put that on him to warm him up yeah yeah yep. so it's some, i mean and that's just such a tiny little thing but it's like but it helps it's a game changer right yep. so again you don't have to have a bunker it's just like the right stuff at the right time yep. will change the day yep you're exactly right so that the first aid kits have been awesome on course i know the band-aids are getting used um yeah we got to restock them yeah we got to restock that's 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 what people use the most. Well, for me, like blister gels is another one. Yeah. People are hiking around their new boots. You got a hot spot. Man, that thing starts, put a blister pack out. You're like, you don't have to think about it. Or yep. it can ruin your day and several days after. So, again, just little things. Yeah. So, you guys, when you're uh, hiking through the courses, you're at the water station, there's going to be a few supplies there in the first aid kit. Uh, yep. It's free to use. We just ask that you zip it back closed. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. That's another thing is like our kits are all waterproof, yeah. waterproof construction, welded. The reason is because you have those first aid kits that are in the bottom of your, you know, your glove box or whatever, like your tailgate. And all of a sudden it's time to use it and it's all moldy and yes. rats have been in it. So we try to think of everything and make sure it's ready to go when you need it. Well, those things have been good. And, you know, as you know, we, they're just sitting outside. Yeah. We just leave it out there for yep. four or five days on these deals. And, well, I guess it's three or four days. And uh, rain, heat, whatever. Yeah, don't so have to worry about it. They're there at the water stations on all the courses that have a water station, which is everything except Ultraview or RMEF. Um, so a couple other things I liked. You've got this one here. Yeah, well, the little triage kit. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that. This uh, is probably, honestly, my favorite product we make because it's it saved my dog's life. So. Okay. 130 grams, like I said before, first aid and gear repair. This was designed to fit like in your chest pocket, on your jacket, or like if you're mountain biking, a bike jersey or a cargo pocket. Most people have a big first aid kit, and then they leave camp and they're two miles away from their first aid, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea was to have something that was light enough. You didn't have to be like, oh, should I bring it or not? It's kind of heavy. Yeah. I had it with ski touring with my dog two winters ago. A buddy of mine skied into his, his leg, and he was spraying blood all over the middle of nowhere. Jeez. But this has zip ties, uh, duct tape, gauze. I found a stick. I made a makeshift tourniquet, skied him out. 
Um, I won't tell the whole story, but we got to the vet, and the vet came out, and he's like, I don't, I don't know how you did that because there's no way you could have got here that fast and been able to do Like, he had minutes to spare, and we made it. And wow. as you know, he's like my family, right? He's like, Dude, your dog He's is... a big part of the brand. So, where, What but, other events are you going to be at where he'll be? Um, well, definitely Montana. And I would have said Park City. Um, Solitude Brighton has a no-dog policy up that right. canyon. The canyon does. Not even the... It's the the watershed. Watershed, right? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, one bad. of the guys that works with us, Jake, he's a ski patrol at Brighton, so he's going to try to pull some strings. I <laughs> but, hope he uh, does. So, uh, if but, you guys are in Big Sky, or are you doing Colorado, or no? I can't not this remember. year. Okay, we, we did so it last time. If you, uh, what's your what's your dog's name? Baron. And his breed is. He's a Swiss Mountain Dog. He's got to be one of the prettiest, most friendly dogs. I love that dog. Yeah, he's fun. Everyone loves that dog. <laughs> like, he's awesome. We always joke, like, people just walk by and, like, I got to touch that dog. It's it like, is. He just pulls people in. He's got know. a melon of a head on him. <laughs> but uh, that Pretty dog's empty. awesome. So, I, yes, that dog is like family. Yeah. And uh, we love having him here. It's so fun. Well, I appreciate the Such hospitality. Such a cool dog. Well, everybody loves him. Yeah. There are dogs I don't like having him. <laughs> yeah, there are. There's those. a few dogs that I've been like, hey, you, no, you can't. This dog's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, so, excuse me. Yep. You know, just aggressive and barking and yep. snarling at people. And your dog is not like that at all. No, he's super chill. He, he loves the around. people. And yep. he'd go shoot with you on those, too, on the one. Uh, he did a couple laps in Big Sky last year with us. Yeah. And, um, he, you know, he's with me so much. He knows when I'm shooting. He just sits in my leg. And it's almost like he's watching. It's it's yeah, pretty funny. Safe. Yeah, he's a cool dog. And his name's Baron. So you but, guys will get to meet him in Montana. Yeah. Go by Uncharted and. Check Say out hi. their goods and check out their dog. Check out their dog first because he's rad. <laughs> yeah, just come by. I don't care how yeah, or why. Just say yeah. hi. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, the other thing, you're always packing it out, packing it around. You call it the best pack for Total Archery Challenge. Yeah. Didn't we grab one? I thought <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, I did grab one right here. It, it's called the Park Pack. Um, so it's, it's a hip pack, but we made this thing so it doesn't flop. Do you call that a hip pack and I'd call it a fanny pack? Or? You can call it whatever you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, butt pack, fanny pack, yeah. hip pack, park it's pack. Awesome. Um, but the idea was, you know, <clears throat> backpacks are great. I use them all the time. Got a bunch I like, like from Mr. Ranch and Sitka and those guys, our own backpacks. But um, sometimes you don't need a whole backpack. Right. And your back is one of the main areas where you really sweat and you breathe and you need mm-hmm. to get moisture moving out of your body. So when it's super hot, you don't need to be carrying a lot. Like this little hip pack is just awesome. So it comes with our little triage kit, which I just talked about. Uh, I use this one mountain biking, running, hunting. If I'm, you know, if I'm at a camp and I've, I've set my backpack down, I'll put this on for the day. Cause you can put a layer in here. You can put your GPS in here, some food, water, these water bottle holders are micro molly, so they can come off. You can put a bear spray oh, holster on there or okay. a pistol or, you know, I've, I've got a hole in one of mine that I, I hold my bugle tube in when I'm elk yeah. hunting. Yep. And, you know, you're, you're sneaking through trees and stuff. You're not banging that frame around. It's just it's just a better way to carry the right amount of stuff. And, yeah. I, you know, up here on, on, on Total Archery, like last year, Big Sky, like me, Jay Cutler, the guys we're shooting with, we're all wearing these. And, and they were like, man, why well, don't I ever think about this before? But yeah. we always try to do things differently and think about what the right solution is. And, you know, this has kind of been a slow grower for us. But the people that have, you see some walking around here, they love them and they swear by them. And I think that this has got a good life ahead of it. So, yeah, really I, cool. Well, you and I were talking about it earlier. My <clears throat> my wife and my son love to We all love to hike. Mm-hmm. But um, Ash, our 16-year-old, and his mom have decided they're going to do they're going to summit the highest peak in every state. Now some of those are cool. pretty pretty easy, right? Yep. And then some aren't. 
And then some you need a bigger pack on than others. But right. uh, I was telling them how you use that at all the total archery challenges. And so uh, I told you I wanted to get a couple of those for those two yeah. when they don't need a backpack. Because there's right. a lot of peaks where they won't. It's a, it's a half-day <clears throat> thing. You know, it'll hold everything you need, like you said. And they just go for it. Um, so we, we call it the park pack because it was like a national park pack. Because we could have people going, well, I'm going to Yellowstone. Should I hike around with your survival kit? Yeah. No, that's too much. Yep. But you should have something. So how do right. you carry it? How do you carry extra food, water, etc.? That's awesome. Hey, I noticed on there while we've been talking, you've got some <coughs> coordinates. What is that? Oh, man. Sorry. I guess in my throat. I apologize yeah. for coughing. The well, coordinates. this is yours. Oh, cool. Water. So take a Heck drink. Yeah. We'll both take a drink here. We'll take a break here for a protect break. <laughs> Coordinates is Park City, Utah, which is oh, our nice. office. So okay. That's somebody awesome. asked me if that was like my, my elk honey hole, which it is not. Yeah, well, not far from you, there is a couple elk honey holes. Oh, man. You know, it's funny. Where I live, I live in a community that's an animal preserve, and there are bull elk literally. Like, I have to close my windows in September because they keep me up bugling. They're that really? close. I'll wake up in the morning to go hunting or to leave. I'll drive past six bulls to go try to find a bull That's in the national awesome. forest it's it's awesome and it's it's very tempting yeah but, uh, you know what though sometimes it's just, so i <clears throat> when i was guiding in montana years ago uh there's we the rancher that we leased the ground from not mm -hmm. me but the outfitter i worked for leased the ground from um he kind of had this this area around his house it was a couple square miles two sections and uh and we couldn't hunt it totally understand it yeah, uh, because, you know, it's close to his house, and sure. you didn't want to get somebody who may be inexperienced, made a bad decision, whatever. Um, that is like those deer, they, they hang know. out there. Yeah, they're they residents there. And so you got to go check out these giant deer that you knew were not going to be killed by us uh, hunting it. And it was kind of fun. It is fun. Like to just be able to enjoy it for what it is. And not have the pressure of having to hunt it or whatever. You just get to see it. So I, I've learned a lot about elk calling. Oh, I'm Because sure. I can just play with them all day. There's no rules against that. I mean, we're right. a trail runner out there. So I, I literally will run with this park pack, and I'll have elk calls in here. And if I find them, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, see how That's good my calling awesome. is, which is, it's fun, man. Yeah. It's not all about killing. It's about the interaction, the experience. No, it's and fun. So. And just to hear that elk, oh, yeah. elk bugling, the rut, is <laughs> that is one of the coolest things. It's my favorite. I, you know, I've talked to a bunch of people this week, and everybody likes mule deer hunting, and I know everybody listening. I mean, there's so many people that are like mule deer, not elk, but for me, man, that's that's the most special. I just I, love it. Yeah, they just make it cool. I love mule deer hunting. I love elk hunting. I love moose hunting. I yeah. love hunting, hunting. <laughs> hunting, so, hunting. Yeah, just hunting. <laughs> but I'm there is you. something special about the elk rut. Yeah. And if you yeah. haven't experienced it, um, not even necessarily hunting. I'm just talking experience being in there, in the woods, in the woods yeah. you know, in that aspen or dark pine patch when the elk are screaming. Uh, it's incredible. My buddy describes it as like, you know, a bull is like a, like a drunk at a bar looking for a fight. You know, yeah. they come in and they're drooling and yelling and clanking. It's not and coming out of their nose. It's just, it's so cool, man. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty fun. You live in a pretty cool spot, too. Yeah. Uh, Park City is nice, but it's, um, I live a long way south of there uh, where we don't have a preserve. <laughs> so you can so, hunt. So I got to go find the elk. Uh, gotcha. But well, anyway, it's it's cool. I love it. But uh, what there's, you know, we bought another uh, product from you that I felt was <clears throat> necessary. Think, 
thankfully we haven't had to use it, but it was a tourniquet. Yeah. And uh, those tourniquets, that's to me is a tool that everyone should also have when they're going in the deep. So tourniquets are super important, as equally important as knowing how to use them. Yes, and that's but the one if you thing. have it, you need to know how to use it. <clears throat> exactly. That's that's the hard thing with tourniquets is people buy them, and we're just encouraging any, everybody out there, get one, but also do what you can well, to brush up on it. Yeah, but it's not like it's a complicated, hard it, thing you're doing. It's just not. learn how to use it. Right, because time is of the essence, typically. Yeah, it's if you high need stress. a tourniquet, then you better know how to get it on and get it done quick. We, we also saw a thing called a Slishman Wrap, which mm-hmm. is yep. kind of a new angle on that, but it's a... It's like this Velcro elastic kind of bandage that works as a tourniquet. But the thing I like about that is it's also like you can find something hard and long, and like if you've got a broken leg or something, you can set it with that. Yeah. You can you can brace something. You can what pack did you call it? A Schlissman? It's called a Slishman wrap. Slishman yeah. wrap. We okay, sell those cool. on our website as well, and they're including some of our kits. But that's that's a great option too for people that may be a little unsure of a tourniquet. But either way, you should definitely well, have one. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> just don't be unsure. Just learn how to use it. Yes, it's yeah. not a complicated tool. But nope. it's a life-saving tool that I think everybody should know how to do. In fact, you know what we should do is um, let, let's make a series with uh, Uncharted, hashtag don't die, just because I love that. <laughs> but uh, let's let's build out some small uh, clips and stuff about those types of things. Sure. Like um, first aid, yeah. how to, you know, you're going to go through this, how to use this, how to use that, the tourniquet, how to use the tourniquet. Uh, how to whatever it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? um, I'd be happy to man. Just That'd be some great. first aid stuff, just to kind of show off. Like, hey, this is why this product is in this bag, right? And here's why. And it, then we go through it and kind of show off because it's not necessarily like, hey, let's build some commercials for Uncharted Supply. It's more like, hey, there's a reason that there's product out there, and we need to get everybody dialed and. Uh, um, just be safe and don't die. You know, I started this company, like, everybody starts a business to make money. But yeah. for me, I was like, I want to do something that leaves a legacy that makes the world a better place. And yeah. when I looked around, it's like, man, there are, the world's getting a little more unstable all the time. But sure also, like, with, with things like this, it's like, if you can, if you can like, help that guy that lives in the river and jumpstart some cars and mm-hmm. you do that at scale, like, that makes me really proud. So, you know. Yeah, we're a for-profit business, but we're also here to, like, be of service and help people. Mm-hmm. So whatever we can do to educate and help people just enjoy themselves and get home safely is, yeah. like, is top priority for me. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. And I think you guys do a pretty good job at that, too. And uh, like I said, there we, you know, we've shopped around. We bought some things here and there. And then as you and I dove into it a little bit further and I learned more and more about the product, then we're like, hey, we need this exact product mm-hmm. here. Yep. And uh, and so that's what we've been doing. Um, I know people are stoked about the first aid kits. Great. So there's a yep, there it is. You're awesome. providing a need out yep. on the mountain for these guys. We've had probably half a dozen people come up to us and say, "Oh, I used your kit up there. Thank you." Yeah. I'm like that's great, man. Yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah. So they're getting used, and um, but I think we should do that. We should start building out some uh, building out some clips to kind of talk about what tools are in those kits mm-hmm. and how to do it properly or how to use it properly. No problem. That'd be awesome. I'm on it. We're doing it. I'm in. Okay. We'll make them <laughs> small enough to go on some entities too. You probably made a bunch already, but we'll uh, we'll dial it in a little bit. You're not far from me, so an hour and a half, I can be there and 
see you and yeah, let's do it. whip out some magic. I love it, man. I totally appreciate the opportunity and just happy to be part of the family here. You've always been so great to us, and it's it's my pleasure. Well, and I think it's like you said, hey, if there's something that you can do to help other people, mm-hmm. um, then we should do it. And that's something that would help other people. Absolutely. And you just happen to be selling those products, too. So you're uh, becoming an expert in that preparedness. You know, expert's a weird word because, uh, you know, like we have a, you know, our PR team, which I say Christian's an expert, right? You know how people practice yoga? <laughs> I feel like you're practicing survival. I think when you start saying you're well, an expert, it's like... Okay, so let me... Let, let, I'll say this. I spend a lot of time thinking about here's it how and it trying is. to be really good at it. That, that <clears throat> um, there's always an evolution yeah. happening on, on how to be more prepared or better prepared or the new tools that's out that are that's going to fix that. But I think when I say expert, what I mean is um, the tools that you're providing... Uh, on your website for people to use for survival or whatever, would you say that you have the knowledge to back up whatever's in there? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've always said if, if I'm putting my name on it, it better damn well do its job. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. But that's what I mean when we say expert. When we're going to start discussing this stuff, then you're a perfect candidate because yeah. the tools we're discussing from your products are you know how it works and what needs to be done. You got it, man. So it'd be awesome. So um, we're, we're going to shift gears here a little bit. Okay. But uh, anyway, so you guys will um, Uncharted Supply. They go find you where? Yeah, um, <clears throat> UnchartedSupplyCo.com. Uh, boy, you know, my name's Christian Shaw. If you can just search it. Search it's everywhere. We've got ads running, and, yeah. you know, we do SEO. And if, if you can't find us, we're doing something wrong because yeah. we've tried to make ourselves very findable. Uh, for looking for any of this. So, uh, um, yeah, but we're in Bass Pro, Sportsman's, Cabela's. You know, are all you those. really? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Nationwide and all that. those. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. That's fantastic. Um, you can find us there. And, you know, we have a big online store. Uh, we've got some products on Amazon. So, uh, we're tr- you know, the thing is, is, like, you kind of have to have an omni-channel approach to this and be, you know, if there's a, if there's a hurricane hitting... You're not going to wait four days for UPS to drop something, right? No, you're you want to be able to drive right. around the Bass Pro and, and yep. get it. So for me, it's it's more about just making sure we can get product to people when they need it than anything, yeah. and, and that's our approach. Yeah, and I think it, I, I, that's awesome. I didn't realize you were in all those stores, so mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Was it? Uh, what was the uh, process for that? Difficult? <clears throat> you know, it is. I think the hardest thing for us, I think, is learning that space. So our product, like I said earlier, we try to create unique stuff that nobody else is doing. Like as an yeah. example, like a survival kit. Nobody has a an aisle for survival kits in their stores. Right. So then it ends up in Bass Pro. You end up somewhere in camping under a shelf because the people at one store didn't know where to put it. So they, you right. know. So we've we've had to figure out our product mix. You know, first aid we're doing really well with jump starters because they kind of have categories for that. And really, yeah. when you compare our products to other ones, we win. So it's it's been getting the right mix of products and the right channels. Uh, our website still does the best for like the, the survival kits and stuff yeah. because those take some explanation. Just a, a bag and a box, a cardboard box. It's you can't tell what's in there. But right. if you go to the website and see all the thought and all the product, and it's like, oh, I, I see why this is yeah. as much as it is now. So, 
you know, it's just it's just uh, it's just figuring things out. It's like getting a little better every day, and, and that's and, awesome. And, and don't dying, you know. Yeah, don't die. I still that's still my favorite. Don't die. <laughs> In fact, uh, you have some patches that say "Don't die." We got patches, stickers, hats. Yeah, I got gotta all get the the don't. You guys, if you got a Velcro, a spot for putting on Velcro patches, I think everyone needs "Don't die." I think it's a good reminder. Yeah. When I, I when I started the company, I was like. I was like, what's the simplest way to say what I'm trying to do? And it was stay alive. But mm-hmm. if I say that, you think of the Bee Gees. Yeah. And that's not the right and, fit. Yeah, and it doesn't have the same, uh, uh, what's the word? It, it doesn't stick with you the same. No. So I wrote Don't Die, and I showed it to a few people, and they said, that's way too aggressive. You can't use that. And I was like, well, that is a winner. Yeah. We're doing I, it. I think it's, I mean, I love it. Too aggressive. Like, that's what you're doing. I, I know. It's not aggressive for me. I get no. it. It's like, that's your business. Yep. But yep. it's also our business when we're out there hiking around in the woods and doing all that. Our business is go out, have a good time, don't die. The best parts of life are kind of on the edge, and that's yeah. when you probably need this stuff. Yeah, so. that's when – well, and you need that reminder to, like, should I should I try to scale that cliff wall to get up on top of that, or should I walk around? <laughs> oh, don't die. All right, I'm going to walk around. <laughs> yeah, there are some people here that need that reminder. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and this, you guys, this is your reminder. Yep. Go out there, be Have, safe, stay alive, but most importantly, and the die. hardest hitting, yep. don't die. Don't die. I love I it. I think it's love it. So if you've done that since you started, don't die. Yep. Yeah, that was literally the first thing I had with the business when I was trying to figure out, like, how do we approach this? What do we do? What do we build? I, I remember when I was thinking about that, you know, in my apartment. So Hashtag don't die. Hashtag don't die. Don't die. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> Anything else you want to add that uh, products guys maybe should take a second to check out as they're uh, kind of diving into this? No, I just I just say like, hey, if you're at if you're at TAC and you're walking around, come say hi, come meet the dog. Uh, you know, I think our products they take a little bit for us to explain it. Yeah, just come feel them, touch them, look at what's inside. Yeah, I think that's when it really starts to make sense for people. I know that we. You know, we're a little bit of an outlier. People know Sitka, and they know mm-hmm. they know PSE, and they know you know they know the big brands. And we're, you know, it's, it's my business. It's my life savings in it. We're working hard at it. I really believe in what we're doing. We sell to all the top experts. You know, the FBI, the CIA, all those guys buy our kits. That's awesome. There's a reason they're buying them. I really believe in what we're doing, and uh, I just appreciate the opportunity to show people what we're doing. So yeah, I think it's fantastic. You know, there was one other thing I was going to talk about that we didn't hit, is your raft. Oh, yeah. We should have talked about that, and so we will now. Okay. The, before yeah. we shut this down, guys, he's got a raft that weighs how much? Weighs four pounds. Four pounds, and you don't need a pump. No. So so this was a design that a friend of mine made for a military wreck for rapid water crossings in Afghanistan. Uh, what ended up winning the contract was a bridge system. Mm-hmm. So the IP was kind of abandoned uh but it's it's a raft that basically folds up the size of like a big burrito yeah you can unroll it scoop air into it it's got a blow valve to top it off it holds 400 pounds uh we spent a year alone on just the material which is eight times more tear and stretch resistant than all the competitor raft companies out there of the same denier so so let me ask you this just there are a few that i was looking at for um inflatable kayaks yep and uh, there's some of those more popular brands of the lightweight inflatable mm-hmm. kayaks out there. Is that, is this material what you're referring to as being stronger than that? Because I, w- I was thinking of ordering one 
of those for uh, our trip in Alaska because the current inflatable kayak we have, I think, is too heavy. I just don't want to deal with it, mm -hmm. getting it out there. Um, so I'm, like, looking into these super lightweight ones to help us pack out some meat. The, the, ten, down the, the tensile strength of the material of ours is multiple stronger. Now, what I tell people is if you are doing just a water trip where you're going to be in a raft day in, day out, there's better rafts designed right. to do that. But they're this. I'm not 18, talking about floating. I'm talking about we're hunting on land. Mm -hmm. But there are a couple rivers that we could float down back yeah. to our camp. This and, is, you know, a mile or two. We're not talking perfect miles option. and miles and miles. Yeah. This is absolutely perfect. It, it, can I drag it in a few rocks if I had it's to? It's super tough. We've okay. got. I can show you 50 videos on my phone from guys like Cole Kramer and guys up yep. in Alaska that do just that That's, with this want, raft. I'll talk to Cole Kramer because he knows exactly what uh, what terrain we're in where we're hunting. Yep. And uh, so if he's used it, um, then I, I am going to talk to him. So that's probably what I'll do then Yeah. is get that raft because then I don't have to bring the pump and all that stuff. I could just inflate that baby. It's got the roll top once you... You roll top it. Yep. Yeah, you roll top. And it's got a blow valve to kind of top it off. So you get like 90% of the air in there. And then it's just like four or five puffs. I can literally do it in like 20 seconds myself. I've practiced a lot. But like that's pretty fast to go from something the size of a burrito to a raft that'll hold 400 pounds. Um, and, you know, it's like it's like third the weight of like a set of waders. Yeah. When you think about yep. that, like, oh, I'll just bring waders. Well, you can have a whole boat for. And just skip yourself across. Yeah. What uh, on that raft, um, it holds 400 pounds, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. Yep. I mean, that's a couple of quarters, and and then some, right? You get your two quarters, and then some. I don't know how strong you are, but that's at least two two packs. I'm just kidding. Probably yeah. three or four, <laughs> three or four pack outs, right? Well, I always say a moose is nine packs out, and uh, the quarters, the hind quarters are, you know, they're they're 120 to 150 pounds, maybe yeah. 160, but um, you could, uh, depending on how you do your front shoulders, obviously that changes some of that. Right. Uh, weight on how that would work. But it, uh, I th I'm going to say 400 pounds is getting you a couple quarters and then some of that scrap meat. But that's my point is if I took two of those up there, then I could get out a whole moose potentially. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some lashing points on there. You can tie some paracord on or whatever you want. Dude, you I'm just, doing it. You just it's, walk along and drag it down so and save your knees, man. Be able to so go do another one. We've done it before, but our raft, it was a super heavy duty inflatable raft. Um, and we floated, we floated moose out a few times, but it's just so heavy. And, and that's why I started looking into those super lightweight ones, but I was very concerned, uh, of tearing and all that. What kind of, what does it take to patch one up? If you were to come to the patch that? kit, comes with an extra buckle, patch okay. kit's really easy. Just an adhesive, you just cut it out and slap it on. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything can tear with the right. I can't oh, promise a hundred percent. No, no, no. That's tear not the question. Nothing's tear resistant <clears throat> if it's soft and can get poked. Yeah. It's we, more the question of can it be rubbed along this, rubbed along that? We're probably pretty safe. And if it isn't, in the end, you throw it on your back and you pack it out. I'm I'm hyper confident that it'll be just fine. I mean, it's been out for three or four years now. One best in show at outdoor retailer when we launched it. Um, it, I mean, we sold a ton of these things, and we've never had one come back from a tear. Ever. That's awesome. So, I okay, uh, done deal. That's what we're gonna do this fall then. Um, but uh, on that, the uh, when you you do your air scoop, yeah, does that take a long time to? Or 
Like, am I going to try that out and just get pissed and frustrated because <coughs> I can't fill it up? Or You just have to do it a few times because the material, when it's new, is just a little stiffer. Okay. So after it's been inflated once or twice and kind of been stretched out with the air inside, mm -hmm. then it just scoops really easy. Because um, this one over here you have on display at your booth. Um, dude, that thing's solid. Like, it's tight. Yep. Did you do that just by... Doing uh, your twenty-second deal. And yeah, literally. I think the, when you were when I found you laying it earlier, um, I, I think I took like two steps backwards. I was at it was I had a little breeze in my back. You know, mm -hmm. I just stood up, caught the wind, took two steps back, closed it, rolled it, a couple puffs, and you're good to go. And I, I can go show you how to do it. It's, it's really simple. It does take a little bit of practice on just like how to scoop it just right. A lot of people like to scoop and let it hit the ground, and the air comes out. You got to stop before. You know what we should do? We should do. Um, I'm gonna buy one. And you're going to give it away. Thank you. The only other thing I'd say is on your raft, because it's so small, um, you and I were talking about this earlier because we both uh, have fished and hunted in the same area in Utah, one of those mm -hmm. backcountry lakes in the Uintas. And you're like, dude, it weighs nothing. You can go fish these little lakes, and, uh, and it weighs you nothing to get up into there. Yep. That You guys, that would apply for... Anywhere. Anywhere. Just throw it in your car, go over there, get that thing going, and go fish. So, Total Archery last year, uh, the guy that designed it, Seth, is from Bozeman. Mm -hmm. And he said, hey, you got a raft with? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I got mine. He's like, I got a spot I have to show you. So, kind of somewhere between Bozeman and 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 uh, Big Sky. I'm not going to reveal a location. I'm going to keep no, those places secret. No, do not. Keep but, it a uh, secret. That's okay. We went on like a little four-mile trail run mm -hmm. up to some lakes that had golden trout. Big golden trout. And... Seth and I inflated those rafts up there, went out, and caught a ton of fish. That's awesome. And, you know, it's just, how do you get a boat up there otherwise? It was just really cool, really yeah. fun. It made me just... That's why I wanted to point that out, is that it's not like it's... Uh, it's not just an emergency thing, and it's not just a uh, go hunt in Alaska for me thing. This is like, you got a four-pound boat that you can go fish some of these small lakes that you hike into, or you just don't have the uh vehicle to carry the kayaks and all that or store them so here's a here's an option or you can buy it for hunting and then let your kids use it once or twice to convince you know your partner that it's worth buying right that's right you go that to the lake, you, can the inflate it. Yeah. you bought it for the family there you go so you go. anyway i i'm i'm bummed we didn't bring that out but uh maybe we'll post something up about that because that raft is awesome so i'm glad we remember to talk about that anyway Anything else you want to add to this, my no, friend? No, man, just thank you. This place is awesome. I, I look forward to this every year. And uh, just if you haven't been out here, you got to come. It's so fun. It's such a great community of people that want to be helpful and help you get involved. And you've built a really amazing thing here. I just think it's great. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, we appreciate you being here, too. Always. And then we will put together a little series of some safety stuff. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay. And awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Dude, thank you so much. And uh, we'll do it again soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Sean.